Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradei Chelik Sheni, Hilchis Orla, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. Sorry for the late start. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Soraleya Bas Lieber, and Ruiza Bas Itamar, whose yard site are today on the third day of Kislev. And also Le'ilu Nishmas, Rebeliezer Bar Nosniakov, Yentafradl Bas Rabbi Yishuarie, Zahavaleya Bas Rabavron, Tsipkorivka Bas Rebhilel, and all the others that need an Ilui Nishamu, all the Neftorim. And for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chadivachana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Noyenachoma Bas Galia, Malkehinda Bas Kreindel, Shlamoi Ben Rivka Sprinzer, Moshe Mendel Ben Leia, Leib Ben Jenya, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chayabrocha Bas Perel, Pindesheva Bas Rochel, David Shimshain Ben Sorolea, Esther Bat Gamar Bat Levana, Daniel Boruch Ben Sora, Gitlea Bas Frumit, Avivachaya Bas Esther Mindel, Fruma Bas Genessa, Ruve Mordechai Ben Chana, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Nosen Yehuda Ben Tali, Dina Bas Tali, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlomo Nisa Ben Mazlav, Ram David Ben Chana, Idis Bas Miriam Breidel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleya Bas Sipoira, Tuv Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Vigalana Bas Yispendel, Sarochu Bas Yispendel, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Shemel Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Besoich Sharchel Yisrael. Paragraph Gimel. V'zeh b'chinas sholoi shnei orla. Rav Nosenzal is going to explain now the mitzvah of orla based on chapter 8 in the second half of Likud Imran. Shetzrichin lahamtin kishenoitin eitzmeichel sholoi shana meilechel aperos. We're required to wait when we, plant, when we plant a fruit tree for three years before we're allowed to eat the produce of the tree. Because as a result of our willingness to wait these three years and not to eat the produce that grew during the, those three years, through this we weaken the mezayna de gufa, the body food. We're using this term body food because it's the translation of mezayna de gufa. But it means the Gashmias. We weaken the side of Gashmias. Shezehu tikun pegam eitzadas toivorah, which is the repair for the sin of the eitzadas. Shehizgaber mezayne degufa. When Adam and Chava ate from the eitzadas, that weakened their spirituality. It weakened the soul, the mezayne denishmosa, and it strengthened the mezayne degufa, the Gashmias. The Kamuva Bemedrish, as it says in Medrash Rabbah, Shesholoi Shnei Orla Shimamtinin, Hu Tikun Achilas Eitzadas. That our mitzvah, by us observing this mitzvah of Orla, of waiting three years before we eat produce from a tree, a new tree, is a Tikun for the Pagam of the Eitzadas. Kamay Shamusham, as it says in the Medrash, 
Who will remove the dirt from your eyes, Adam Arishayim? Meaning, who's going to open your eyes? You couldn't even wait one hour. The Medrash says that Adam Arishayim was created on the ninth hour of the day. Remember, Adam Arishayim was created on the sixth day of creation, on Friday, Erev Shabbos. He was created on the ninth hour, and by the tenth hour, they were eating from the eight sadas. So you couldn't even wait one hour and observe the mitzvah, the command of Hashem, and your children, your descendants, wait three years in order to fulfill the command. We see from this medrash, that by our observance of this mitzvah, waiting the three years, we are repairing the sin of Adam Arishan. Because we're weakening, we're lessening the Gashmias, the Mezayna de Gufa, and through that, the Ruchmias is being strengthened, the soul food, Shehu Tikun Hadas which is the tikkun for the brain, shehem tlas moichen. And we know that there are three parts to the brain. Spiritually, chachma binadas, shehem sholosh mechitzais prusais b'fnei taivasni of the canal. And as Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kudimran, the three parts of the brain represent three partitions, three walls to insulate a person, to protect a person from taivasni, from pigama bris. And this is why that three-year period is called three years of Orla. Ki Orla hu Pegama Bris. Because the term Orla is associated with Pegama Bris, sins in the area of the Bris Kodesh. Hainu, what this teaches us is, that again, by our waiting these three years, we are lessening the pigama bris by waiting and not eating the fruit of the first three years. We weaken the, the gashmias, which allows the ruchnias to get stronger. This will explain a very big question. If we're supposed to wait these three years, why don't we wait for vegetables also? Why don't we wait for meat? Why is it only the fruit, fruit of a tree? Because regarding the trees that we are involved most in repairing the sin of Adam Arishon, the sin was with a tree. They ate from the Eitzadas. Therefore, the main place where this problem exists is in things that grow from a tree. And that's why regarding specifically the fruit of a tree, we have this requirement to wait the three years. And thereby we are participating in repairing the Pegam of Odomarishayim. 
Now, what's this? What about the fourth year? Paragraph Dalit. And based on that chapter on Likut Imran, we'll understand also the reason why we have the special law regarding the produce of the fourth year. As it says clearly in the Chumash, that during the fourth year, the produce of the fourth year, that fruit will be holy, praises to Hashem. That term, Hilulim. Because after the three years, when the Sitra has a hold on the fruit during those three years, the Oz And that's why during those three years we are forbidden to eat that fruit at all. So as not to allow the Gashmias to become more powerful. And after the three years, we are still not permitted to eat that fruit until we effect a tikkun, a repair on that produce from the sin of the eight sadas. By elevating those fruits to the level of soul food, ruchnius, shehu bechinas reach, which we learned earlier, that smell is a sense that's associated with the soul, bechinas yira, and smell is associated with yira. Remember, we have the pasuk vuhorechoi beyira Hashem, that Moshiach will smell from fear of Hashem. That connection between reach and yira. Shenimshach alidei hakoil, and this yira, this reach, comes through the coil, the special sound. We had that pasuk that that when when the voice of Hashem traveled through Gan Eden, as koil shamati bagan voira, that Adam Rishon said, Hashem, I heard your coil in the garden, and I was filled with fear. So the coil activates this yira. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutumran what coil are we referring to? The sound of the special song that will be awakened in the future. Which is the song that's single, double, triple, quadruple. Which refers to the ten types of song as Rabbi Nezal explains this very clearly over there in Likute Moran. This coil that we're talking about, which we discussed in the previous year, which is the coil of the Moichia, a person who knows how to rebuke properly, where not only don't they arouse any negativity on the part of the person that they're rebuking, but rather they motivate and inspire the person to do a sincere tshuva, that coil, and and we spoke about again the the coil. Rabbi Nezal shows there that this is the coil of the ten types of song, the coil that's the sound that's going to be played in the future when Mashiach comes. When it says that there'll be a song that will be played on a harp of seventy-two strings, what is these seventy-two strings? 
That's Hashem's name. Yud, Yud K, Yud K Vav, Yud K Vav K. Hashem's name, when it's written in that in that way, Achorayim, which is called single, double, triple, quadruple, because the first time we have one letter, Yud. Then we double it, we go to two letters, Yud Hey. Then we go triple it, Yud Hey Vav. And then quadruple, Yud K Vav K, it's Bigematria 72, which we're told that the future world will be rebuilt with Chesed, Oilam Chesed Yibona. That's this harp of 72 strings. And there are 10 letters in that progression. 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 is 10, referring to the 10 types of song. This is a lot. I'm mentioning a lot over there on the Kutimran. Each line here has a paragraph. How do we activate this sound, this song, these ten types of song, which is this coil, which activates the Yira, the Reach Toiv, which strengthens the Mezayna de Nishmasa? How do we do it? By bringing the fruit of the fourth year to Yerushalayim. Sheshom kol horechois vahayiros. Yerushalayim is the place where all these sweet aromas and all the holy type of yira is present. Al shem hayira ki Yerushalayim, al shem hayira, because the name Yerushalayim refers to yira, bechinas yira shalem. Kamuva, as is brought in the Medrash, that the word, the name Yerushalayim means complete yira. Vishom kol harechos toibos. And in Yerushalayim, as we had all these sweet aromas, kishom har hamoiria, because there you had the mountain on which the Beis Hamikdash was built. Shenikra al shem reach haktoiris, which the Medrash tells us, it's called Har Hamoiria Milosh Moir. Moir was one of these special spices of the Ktoiris, which gave forth a fabulous aroma. Because Yerushalayim is the center of all ten levels of holiness in the world. Which correspond to the ten types of song. Which represent the full spectrum of holiness. The ten spheres. The alkane, the Yerushalayim, oichlin kol hakorbonos. And this will also explain why all sacrifices must be eaten in Yerushalayim. Ki hakorbonos heimechaprim. Because the korbonos that were brought in the Beis Hamikdash generally were for the sake of kapora, atonement. Ve'oz ho'avoynos nishapchem lezchuyos. And when a person does a proper tshuva and brings a korbon, their sins get converted to merits, to, to mitzvahs. And then, as Rabbi Nezal said there on the Kutimran, the sins, instead of giving off a foul order, they give off a sweet aroma. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says in Shira Shirin, Nirdi Nosan Reichoi, that Moshe Rabbeinu had the ability to rebuke the Jews in such a way that they did such a tshuva that their Averois, their Nirdi, gave forth a Reach, a sweet smell. Vezeh Bechinas Reach Nichoyach Hanemar Bechol HaKorbonos. 
And now we understand the terminology that the Torah uses regarding all sacrifices. That what does Hashem get from the sacrifices? A reach nichoyach, a smell that gives Hashem great satisfaction. Because as a result, through these korbonos, which give us forgiveness, that ends up generating a sweet aroma. Because even our sins, not just our mitzvahs, give off a reach toiv, but our sins give off a reach toiv as a result of these sacrifices that we brought that helped us complete the tshuva process and have our sins forgiven. And with this, we understand the importance of eating the karbonos, eating the food of the karbonos in Yerushalayim. Because when we achieve this good smell as a result of the sacrifices which help forgive our sins, now our eating is a spiritual item, it's soul food. Soul food is smell. And this is why many karbonos were, all the karbonos had to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Some of them had to be eaten specifically inside the area of the Beis HaMikdosh. Because in Yerushalayim, in the Beis HaMikdosh, is we had all these special smells. And, and Yira. And that's why in those locations, in Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash, the eating is Mezona Denishmosa. It's spiritual, it's soul food, which is Reach. And this explains why the produce of the fourth year must be eaten in Yerushalayim. In order to elevate these fruit from those three years of Orla, from, from physicality, from Eitzadas type of food, the sin was specifically in fruit of a tree. And therefore, during the fourth year, we're involved in refining this fruit, in removing it completely from this status of Eitzadas. And that's accomplished by bringing this fruit to Yerushalayim and eating it there. Because in Yerushalayim, the eating is on the level of soul, spirituality. And that's why the Pasuk says that during the fourth year, all of that produce will be holy praises to Hashem. During the fourth year, we're privileged to eat the fruit in Yerushalayim. That's where all the wonderful aromas are, are spread. 
Hakoil Hanal, through the special sounds, Shehu Asora Minenegina, the sounds of the ten types of song, Shekluvin, Beirushalayim, Ubebe Samikdash, which are all included in Yerushalayim and the Beis Mikdash, Sheshom Oiskim Halevim, Beshiram Ubezimram, because one of the major, major events in the Beis Samikdash was the singing and musical instruments by the Leviim. And now we understand why the Pasuk uses this strange word here. Holy, it could have said, Kodesh Lashem, Holy Tashem. What's holy praises? What does praises have to do with all of this? Hilulim Daika. Rabbi Nelson Zal says, based on that chapter in Likut Yamran, the word Hilulim is very important here. Bechinas Asoramin and Egina. This alludes to the ten types of song, Shehim Bechinas Asoro Hilulim, which are also called ten praises to Hashem. Bechinas, as we find in the final chapter of Tehillim, the, the 150th chapter of Tehillim, it has Hallelujah ten times. If you count, it, there are ten halalukas there, referring Shehem Asoro Hilulim, Shehem Keneged Asor Minagina, corresponding to the ten types of song, Shenem Rabem Sev of which the entire book of Tehillim is comprised of. Shezeo Bechinas HaKoyo Hanal Hamashke Sagan. This is that, that sound that, that nurtures nurtures and nourishes the garden. Which is what nourishes all of the flowers, the wonderful flowers, and gets them to give off these beautiful aromas. This is what completely repairs that fruit during the fourth year. And takes that fruit completely out of the category of orla, negativity. Because we're eating that fruit in Yerushalayim. That's why we have all these sweet aromas as a result of the ten types of song. And that's what makes our eating holy. Soul food. Rav Nasanal says Hilulim Daika. That word Hilulim is very important here. And that's accomplished specifically during the fourth year. Because during that time, when we bring the fruit to Yerushalayim, we activate that song, that single, double, triple, quadruple, the ten types of song. We're to activate it as a result of the fact that we waited, we abstained from eating the produce during the first three years. And the fruits that were produced in the fourth year were brought up to Yerushalayim any questions please
right? Yes. Um, kind of two questions. One, he keeps connecting, Renaston keeps connecting the, the Rathos and the Shear. If you can explain more about the connection between Rathos and Shear. And the other is that he says that the, that the, uh, the, the source or the, the main place for the Rathos is the Beis Amigdash. There's Reach Nifach by the Korb, you know, that's referring to Hashem. We, we see a lot about, about Re'iyah and the Beis Amigdash. How is Rathos connected to the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, first of all, we, we see, even though Re'iyah, it says that three times a year, you mentioned Re'iyah, a person should come to see Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash. It's true, that's one of the events that's taking place. However, regarding, it's mentioned 50 times in the Torah, regarding the Korbanos, it doesn't say that Hashem will see the Korbanos and enjoy it, or he'll hear it says, Ishe reach nichoyach l'ashem. That word reach is used regarding the smell. Now here again, Hashem is into smell. You know, a, a human being, wow, I smell that steak broiling. I smell that, you know, uh, I smell that the delicious cake baking. Hashem is into smell. The answer is yes. That smell defines, defines ruchnius. Other, the other four senses are more into, are, are more gashmi. Smell is the ruchni one, because smell is the only one that was not included in the Pigam of the Eight Sadas. If you study the wording there, she saw, she tasted, she took, she, or everything, she listened to the snake, no smell. Smell that didn't participate, so smell remained pure. Smell is ruchni, is spirituality. That's why the, the, it's mentioned so many times, making it perfectly clear that that's the main achievement in the Beis Hamikdash, that we're getting our sins forgiven, which the pasuk says is nirdi nosarecha, which is changing our status from a foul smell to a sweet smell, nirdi nosanrechoi. And and we've said that reach and yira go together. We saw that Moshiach, his quality, the Torah defines Moshiach as Hashem. He will smell. And again, Moshiach is called Ruach Apenu, the spirit of our nostrils. And when Hashem created man, how is the Neshama inserted into man? Through the nose, through Reach, smell. Vayipach bi'apov nishmaschayim. These are all proofs, 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 proofs that Ruchnius is smell, it's Reach. Now, Rabbi Nezal brought the psukim to show that reach and yira go together. So this good reach generates holy yira. And yira generates these asora, meaning this coil of kedusha. As it says by Odobarishan, when he said to Hashem, I heard your coil passing through the gun, and I was filled with yira, fear. Just like at the asera on Har Sinai, when Hashem gave the Ten Commandments, which correspond to the Ten Types of Song. It says, there was Yira there, you know, There's a few psukim there that stress this Yira Dikdusha, which, so we have the Reach and the Yira, which, which leads, which, which, and which coil is it? It's the coil of the Asora Mine Negina. That's the, the Shlemus of coil. It's brought that the word nichoyach, reach nichoyach, ishel Hashem, the word nichoyach is bigimatria 72, 
which is again this harp of 72 strings, these 10 types of song, which are Yud, Yud Hey, Yud Hey Vav, Yud Ke Vav Ke. You know, the, all of this, that chapter on the Kutimran, Torah Ches, and so weaves all of this together. So that's why the tremendous emphasis here on the Indian of smell, specifically the smell and the Asura Mineneginah, that, that the tshuva process, that's what it's really, that's, what, what, that's one of the most powerful things that it accomplishes. I hope we shed some light on, on it. So then, the, when it says Shushan Kola Arefos, Yeros, we're not talking about Reifos that we would go to the base of Mikdash and smell, we're talking about that's, that's the main place for Reaf and this idea of Reaf and Reaf Nifoaf. Correct, correct. And again, the, the Medrash does say that one of the names of the Beis HaMikdash is Har HaMoria Miloshin Moir. And, and it speaks, the Gemara speaks about the smell of the Ktoiris, that it reached all the way to Hebron, you know, and the, 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 uh, the goats, I think, were sneezing from the incredible smell, you know, that... Why? Well, the answer is that smell is ruchni. Smell is, the, is, in certain ways, the highest level of Kiddusha, as we said. You know, we smell the psalm on Moitzoi Shabbos. We smell the psalm because we just experienced a major loss of Ruchnius. The Neshama Yisera left us on Shabbos. We're double or, or, or two billion times as much. We have this additional Neshama, this Nefesh Yisera. It leaves, we got to smell. We got to smell. We got to smell the psalm. And again, Ktoiris which in some respects is the holiest of all the karbonis. The, the k'toiris, the power of the k'toiris, is the, the smell, and again, that the k'toiris takes chelbana, takes the rasha, something that has a very foul smell, and by putting it into this combination, into the other ten samamonim, which could correspond to the ten types of nagina, the whole thing gives off a, an incredible good smell. Okay, a question in the chat. Does the fact whether a certain food is mezayna de gufa or mezayna de neshmasa depend at least on part on how healthy it is? The answer is, <coughs> food that's unhealthy is not even mezayna de gufa. There's a, there's a question whether a person, if a person eats something that's inedible, you know, that's really inedible, whether they make a bracha on it, that kind of thing. Food that's unhealthy, unfortunately, is, is, is a level lower than Mizanah de Gufa, even to a degree. In the fact that it harms the body. If it harms the body, then in a sense, Kalvachomer, it doesn't get near helping the Neshama. Paragraph Hey, Vyalkeim, Rosh Shvat. Based on everything we're learning here, we'll understand also why the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah that the new year for, for trees is in Shvat. There's a debate whether it's Rosh Shvat or Tu B'Shvat. We follow generally Tu B'Shvat. Ki Shvat Shvat is the 11th month, counting from Nisan. V'oz Hoyil Moshe Be'eres and the Torah tells us that that's when Moshe Rabbeinu explained the Torah to Klal Yisrael. 
Kamashak also as it says in the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, Vayihi biar boim shana ba'ashtei osar choydesh be'echad la'choydesh ho'il Moshe be'er satoy razois. It was 40 years after the Jews left Egypt, in the 11th month, on Rosh Chodesh, Moshe Rabbeinu began to explain the Torah to the Jewish people. Ki Moshe Omar Oz Yisrael. What was he explaining at the time? He was giving them rebuke. If you take a look over there, in, in, in right after Pat Pasig Gimel, right after that Pasig in Dvorim, Moshe Rabbeinu was going through all the sins that the people did. The, Ela hadvor ashediber Moshe kol Yisrael upirish Rashi shem divrei toichacha. These were words of rebuke. Ki his kirsham kol avoynoi shel Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu there mentions all the locations where Jews committed sins. Shehem bamidbar ba'arava moil sof bein paron ovein toifel ukshem Moshe hoichiach es Yisrael hoyemoleres ha. And as we learned earlier, when Moshe Rabbeinu was giving rebuke, his voice was that sweet voice that had the ability to nourish and nurture the garden. Which, which results in our sins being able to give off a sweet aroma by the fact that they get converted to mitzvahs. And when a person gives that kind of rebuke, that person is allowed to give Moshe. That's the Toichoch of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, as Rabbeinu Zal expounds on this over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran. And now, based on what we're learning here, you can understand how beautiful is the fact that the Torah places certain things right next to each other. That Moshe Rabbeinu rebuking the Jews about all the mistakes that they made, and it's written right next to where it speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu doing battle and destroying Oig, the king of Boshon. After Moshe Rabbeinu succeeded in defeating these two powerful kings, because Rabbeinu Zal shows there towards the end of that chapter in the Kutimran that the, what the power that helps defeat Oig Melech Haboshan is this special coil. And a person who possesses this coil, these ten types of song, such a person is qualified to rebuke the Jewish people in the form of rebuke like Moshe Rabbeinu did. As Rabbeinu Zal explains this over there very clearly. If you take a look towards the end of that chapter in the Kutimran, Rabbeinu Zal introduces a paragraph where he says, and this is what the battle against Oig Melech Haboshim was all about. And he shows how everything that's mentioned in that chapter in the Kutimran is included in the story of the defeat of Oig Melech Haboshim. 
עד שהכניע והורג הזוהג. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to rebuke the Jewish people until he first defeated and killed Oig. By defeating Oig Melech Aboshon, that's when Moshe Rabbeinu was zechah to this special coil that, that nourishes the garden. That's what makes the person qualified to rebuke the Jewish people and to remind them regarding the sins they committed. As Moshe Rabbeinu does in that opening Pasuk, Bamidbar, Bo'arava, remember the things he did in all of these places? Because by the tzaddik possessing this special coil, through this he's able to repair all of our sins and get them to generate a sweet aroma. As Rabbi Nezal explains there, and this is why it says these are the words, these are the words of Teichacha that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke and it lists all the sins and then it says, however, he was only allowed to do that after he succeeded in defeating having defeated Oig Melech as Rabbi Nezal shows over the Likutei Moran, that that's accomplished by a person having all the qualities that are mentioned in this chapter in Likutei Moran, that's what gave Moshe Rabbeinu the qualification to be permitted to rebuke the Jewish people. Because through the battle with Oig Melech Aboshan, Moshe Rabbeinu achieved this special coil, and when a person has this coil, these asora mina then through this, the person's rebuke can give forth a sweet aroma. And that's what qualifies the person to be able to give rebuke. And this is why the Pasuk says there, when did this take place? In the 11th month. Because the battle against Oig, which was an example of defeating the Sitrachra, <coughs> which has the ability to draw from Das, when our Das is damaged, <coughs> That requires the tefillah in the format of din of a very powerful person. That helps us extract and remove the whole life source from the sitrachra to take the battery out of the sitrachra. And it also results in geirim coming to join Klal Yisrael. And Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kudimran that through this we are to generate this special coil which nourishes all these sweet smells. And this also explains why we have 11 spices in the Ktoiris. And 
And the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that this mitzvah, this korban of k'toyres, is what had the ability to extract and clean and repair all the holy sparks that have fallen into the domain of the Sitrachra. Kibiru Chelbana was something that had a terrible foul odor, and when included with the k'toyres, the whole package gave forth a beautiful, sweet aroma. And we mentioned that the Shavuot Kodesh says, Chelbana is bigimatria hamon. Mordechai is in the k'toyres, Mordechai, the Targum says, is Mordechai, and Hamon is in the k'toyres. And the k'toyres is such an incredible holy thing. It's ten. You have the ten spices, which represent all ten levels of holiness, the ten types of song, the ten commandments. And you have that additional one, which is the sitrachra, which can be, from there we can extract the good. As the Gemara says, That from the descendants of Haman came forth some people who taught Torah in Bnei Brak. That's these holy sparks that are able to be extracted from the Klippos out through the Ktoiris. Through the this is exactly what we've been learning about throughout this whole halacha. Our ability to remove, to take out the battery, the life force from the klipa, from the sidrachra, through that tefila bebechinas din. Because holiness is always referred to within the number ten. Because you're not allowed to recite Kedusha, Kaddish, all of those things, unless you have it with less than ten. Whereas the source of nourishment and life of the Klippos is referred to by the number eleven. And here's where the Zohar Kodesh reveals Kayadua, as is known. The Zohar Kodesh reveals an incredible secret here. How do you say 12 in Hebrew? 12 is Shteyesrei. Shteyesrei is 12. We add a letter, we add the ayin in front, and we, less, we lower the number. We go from 12 down to 11. There's a, there's a statement in the Gemara, Kol HaMoisif Koireya. If excess, sometimes you add and it becomes less. It doesn't make it better, it makes it worse. The sitra is called additives. You know when you have food and it says no additives? Then maybe it's healthy. When there's additives, you know, the additives are junk. The additives are destructive. The sitra is called additives. Yeter. Yet, the yeser gaiva vavuz. We had it a few pages ago. Moisrois. That's the sitra the letter Ayin is 70, referring to the 70 nations of the Goyim. They are the, that's what changes from 12 to 11. That's what brings us down from 12 to 11. So the Setrachra is referred to by the number 11, the Chiz of the Setrachra. Shezeo Bechinas Achad Osor Alufei Esov. Like we just read last week, or this week's reading, we're going to have in Parshas Toldos, the 11 generals of Esau, Bechinas Ashtei Oso Yerioi Sizim, and also the 11 curtains of, from goat's hair that were in the Mishkan. 
Kamuva, as is brought in the writings of the Arizal. This is the concept of the 11 spices of Torah. Because of the fact that one of the main accomplishments of the Torah is to extract the holiness from within the depths of the Klippos. That's why the Torah had to have 11 spices specifically. In order to sweeten the din by going to the din, to the to going to their number, going to eleven. The klipos who represent the most harsh dinim, they draw from eleven. They are defeated at their roots. Through our eleven, through the eleven of victorious. This is another example of this tefillah in the format of din. The fact that again, ten is holiness, ten is standard tefillah. Eleven is tefillah din. Eleven is we're changing the channel, we're going left, we're going into the place of the sitrachra. When we change the channel to 11, the Sitra says, Hey, that's me. Because they're Midas Adin. And by going into their domain, we're able to extract their Chius. We know that we're going through a war now in Eretz Yisrael, Gaza, and and. The, the war started shooting from Eretz Yisrael, but the real war required going into Gaza. And going into Gaza isn't enough. Going into the hospitals, where the hospitals are where the Sitra Achre hid their, the nerve centers of all their weapons, the rockets, the most destructive weapons, and the technology of the, the, the heart and brains of, of, of the Hamas Yemach is in, 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 the, in the basements of the hospitals. And, and in the hospitals themselves. And by going into their channel, going into 11, going into the place that is Sitra Achra, through this we're able to remove their source of life. That's what Rabbein Israel explains in Likud Imran. So too in the Beis Hamikdash, they brought eleven spices of Ktoiris, Shezeu Bechinas Dinim, Kidinim, Shemachizas Aklipois, Yoinkim Bechinas Achadoser, because the Midas Hadin, which is where the Klipois are plugged into, their magic number is eleven. Avol Koyach Aktoiris, Godol Kolkach. However, this holy Korban Ktoiris, was so powerful, so holy, that by, by activating these 11 spices of the Torah, this gave us the ability to remove their source of life. Just like the tefillah in the format of din operates, and as Rabbein Zal shows there in Likut Imran, the tefillah b'bechinas din 
That's what the, the Sitrachra tries to swallow it, gets stuck, and that's what causes the Sitrachra to return all of its chiyus. Any questions, please? Question, how are the 11 curtains in the Mishkan connected to the Sitrachra? My answer is, I don't remember of him. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about this. Rav Nosan Zal uh, referred us to the Zohar Kodesh there. It might have to do, might have to do, with goats. The goat, a goat is called an Ez. Ez is Miloshan Azus, Chutzpah. That could be these, these curtains that were made from the hairs of goats, that again, that was to, to defeat the power of the Sitrachra, the 11 of the Sitrachra. But the source of that is the Zohar Kodesh. I'm sorry, oops, the source, Rav they, they show here in the footnotes, is the Sefer Halikutim of the Arizal in Parshas Hazino. That's where it seems it goes into this connection between the 11 generals of Esau, big corresponding to the 11 Yeriois Izin. Belineder, if I can, I'll try to look it up. We'll hold it over here for now, and Yitzhashim will continue tomorrow. We still have more enlightenment, incredible enlightenment on the topic of the Ktoiris and, and the 11th month, all of these things. The Hashkocha that we're learning these things now, Halavai, we should be zeichet to see the complete and final downfall of the Sitrachra, that the thousands of Jewish soldiers that are risking their lives, and some of them are being, every day we hear another soldier was killed, which means another world, a whole world. If, if, if one of them is killed, it's like, a, like an insect, a fly. They don't have any value. They don't value life at all whatsoever. By us, each Jewish life is a family. It's a world. It's a world, a whole world. We should be zeichet to see the complete and final downfall of the Sitra and the the Mezoyne de Nishmosa, the Beis Samikdosh, Yerushalayim, be built up, Betachlas HaShlemos, Ben Hera Amen Amen.